following is an R.E.D. Podcast Network production, bringing on-demand geek audio straight to your eardrums one podcast at a time. To listen to more great geek audio podcasts, check out the R.E.D. Podcast Network at redpodcastnetwork.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Revolutionary rock star supernova and humble host Ian, and thanks for plugging us into your ears. Where each week we get into real talk about real beer and craft brewing in Ireland, coming at you with everything but the kitchen sink. So, for episode 13 of the show this week, uh, yeah, it's a little bit later, but that wasn't anticipated. But uh, you know, this week was or the weekend just kind of was a bit of a clusterfuck of a weekend. Uh, for Saturday, watching some uh, kind of a piss poor boring game of rugby in the Aviva Stadium very disappointed with Leinster's behaviour and performance in general like spilling the ball all over the place like a bunch of drunken lunatics um, but on Sunday I got struck down a migraine and just beat the shit out of me and like when I get migraines fuck do I get migraines they're a real pain in the hole so uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a show and a catch up one but I wanted to do at this point was um, we're sort of at the the first quarter of the year out of the way um you know, and people are like, Jesus fucking, what are you doing? You're talking about like business terms? Yeah, I know, but brewing is a business and beer is a business. Uh, and I'm one, I'm a dude who's always a fan for like learning new stuff about business. So for the first quarter of the year, I want to do this thing where every couple of, um, every quarter actually, I want to take a look at the beers from Irish craft beer producers that I've actually come across and that I've tried. And I want to talk a little bit about them and what I actually liked about them. And what actually did it for me in those respects. And again, the part of this is, I've noticed that when I'm looking through the analytics for the podcast right now, uh, I seem to be picking up, starting to pick up more and more foreign listeners, and especially American listeners. And the only reason I'm assuming I'm getting this, and I've, I've got one email or two emails from people who listen to the show from over there, um, is that they're interested to learn about what's going on in the world of Irish craft beers. Um, because in the US, as it was pointed out to me, they have an awful lot of beers where they're put out that they're Irish beers, like Irish red ales, Irish dry stouts, and all the rest of this shit. And there tend to be uh, brewers who have like uh, Irish names in their breweries, but the fucking thing isn't brewed in Ireland, it's brewed in the, in the US. And so they're interested in learning about what beers they have here, and especially when they decide that they're going to come here later on in the year, as one was suggesting to me, what beers they should go and try, and then they're in Dublin, what pubs they should go and check out, and all the rest of it. And that's cool. So I was like, okay, well, why not once a quarter? So at least it's there as a reference. I can start referencing beers that I've come across and why I like them. Uh, So that's exactly what I'm going to fucking do. So without further ado, let's get into the good stuff. Uh, The first beer I'm going to talk about and when I say beer, I actually mean the brewery as a whole. I mean, they only do two beers right now, and they are incredible beers, and I, I'm actually a huge fan of them. And, I'm, uh, and this is Blacks of Kinsale. Uh, anyone who's looked at my untapped stats, and if you are one of those people who just looks at people's untapped stuff and just looks at their profile of what they drink, like, dude, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I, have dr- I really, really like Sam's uh, Kinsale Pale Ale. Uh, I've made no bounds about it. I mean... Again, I keep saying to people, I like drinking Brewdog beers. One of my go-to beers is a Punk IPA. I haven't bought Punk IPA in quite some time. Because every time I go to buy Punk IPA, the off-license I go to has got Kinsale Pale Ale. And I buy that instead. And the simple reason is, I love when I stick, I open up 
a bottle of that. I let it sit there for a bit. I pour it into into a glass. I let it sit there a little bit more, and I just stick my nose in, and I get this big, huge waft of like uh, like Pacific fruits, like mangoes and passion fruit, and I get all that kind of. And I love the taste of it, the taste bubble. I love the color of it. I love the and the aroma is the thing that always gets me, and I find that it just gets better and better as it starts coming up and its temperature gets regulate, regularized back into sort of almost room temperature type of thing. And so it's living and breeding between 8 and 10 degrees uh, at that point. Like It's amazing, and it's a great beer, and the smell out of it. And it, you know what? It, it is for me, like I said, it's, all, it's become my replacement for Punk IPA. Uh, and that's a beer that I, I have loved. I've drunk a lot of that, but I've been drinking an awful lot of like Sam stuff. His black IPA as well, uh, and I've seen some people like um, call it like a hoppy porter. Um, his black IPA, you know what? It's it's a testament to him, and it's an amazing beer. It's a great, great set of flavors to it as well. Um, and again, it has a beautiful taste profile to it. It's something that I'm, I'm actually quite fond of. And Sam's beer in general, and I've said this to him, and like without sort of blowing so much smoke up his ass, it looks like I've, uh, I've, I've placed an Indian reservation up there. Um, it's an amazing set of beers that he does, and it's a, it's a real testament to him. It's something that he should be very, very fucking proud of. Um, the other beers that I want to start talking about as well, is, and these are beers I only came across quite recently. I only came like recently as in, in the last week. Um, I went to, when I was on Saturday, I pissing around in Brewdock, having some food and some beers as I do. One place I wanted to go to was, every time I keep going to have a beer in JW Sweepens, doesn't happen for whatever reason. And I keep going, yeah, yeah, I'll go in and I'll, I'll pick up a growler of their beers to take home with me, uh, or a couple of growlers of their beer to take home, take home with me, and I'll consume them over a course of a week or whatever the fuck it is. And it never happens. Always something that, like that, that it would either I don't go to there or I'm not near there and best laid plans just get laid to waste. So I went in there on Saturday and the one beer that I made a beeline for, and this was because of where it actually came in the rape beer stuff, was uh, their pale ale, um, which is an American pale ale. And you know what? I was actually not disappointed at all. And you know, it lived up to every piece of hype that I'd pictured in my mind. The fact that this beer from this uh, it's a brew pub, effectively, in Dublin, Ireland. is like in the top five in the world, according to Rate Beer. Uh, and you can take it or leave it as to whether you want to take Rate Beer as a good straw poll for how good a beer is or not. But the amount of people who actually rate it um, is, again, top five. And so that sets a big expectation in my in my mind anyway. Uh, and especially when I, there's other people I've talked to, like uh, Wayne, the Irish beer snob, who's like, dude, you, you'll so love that. It's an amazing beer. And others who've tried it and said, it's great. You get this beer, you stick your nose in it, and there's just amazing floral, like aroma, and like big citrusy notes off it. And when you take a taste of it, like the first taste I got was this big, like unctuous, toffee, caramel type taste without being sweet. That same sort of taste texture profile that covers your tongue. Beautiful. And then you like even just as a drinker, like it was so smooth, no harshness in it at all. The clarity on it was incredible. Um, and I'm a dude who's not really hung up on beer being clear or being cloudy and 
or being like uh, such a dick about it that I'm like, oh, clear beer is bad. Real beer should always be cloudy. I'm not one of those assholes. Um, I can, I'm happy to have my beer either way. There are so many cases where uh, I think there's not a difference between them, and then there's things where I think my eyes are telling me lies, and then, then they in turn are telling my taste buds lies. Um, where I have a beer that's cloudy before it's been gone through its processing, and I think it tastes... Um, it tastes it tastes better. It tastes different. When it actually, it really does. And a good example of that recently, I was down with the guys in Brew, and I tried one of their beers at a time just before I got to go and head off uh, to get uh, to head for bottling and the rest of it and get it out. And you know, my eyes were were telling me lies. The beer didn't it didn't taste any different. I thought it was it was still an amazing beer. But J W Sweetman's uh, Pale Ale. Go in and try it. And the great thing about it is you go in there and you can pick up, try one of their beers for €2.50 for a half pint or for a glass of their beer. And I think that's actually pretty reasonable. I like that. Uh, it's almost like when I go to Germany and I go get beer and it's ridiculously cheap and I get a glass of beer. Um, I don't drink large steins unless I'm actually in the mood to go on like a massive amount of drink. When I just want to drink lots of different types of beers, glasses are amazing. It's a great way to do it. The second beer I tried from them was their Weiss beer. Uh... I am not a huge fan of vice beers. Like it, it's one of those things where, if I'm in the mood for one, I'll have one, and shamedly it might be a whole garden. Okay, and listen, it, that just is what it is. And in the past, that's what it was because that was the Irish experience of vice beers. You had a whole garden, or you had an Erdinger, or you had a Paul Anner. I mean, a fucking. I'm, I'm just portraying everything that's sort of is fucked up in, in my own head. Um, I like the Schneider Weiss beers. They're really, really cool. They're amazing beers, but uh, they wouldn't be something that I'd be drawn to automatically. And it's not something that I'd be quite happy to walk in and go, you know what, I'm actually happy to order that. Uh, like if it, they would be like a, the advice to me is almost like a last fallback uh, for when there's absolutely nothing else in there to drink because I will fucking no way in hell am I drinking this with these and I'm sure as shit not drinking a pint of Guinness either. Um, no, not touching either of those fucking things. And I'm certainly not drinking fucking corn, fizzy corn water either, uh, from the other fucking Yank producers around the, around the world, like uh, your Budweiser's and your Coors and your Miller. You can fuck right off with that stuff. Um, so, but their vice, I would actually quite happily tomorrow walk into JW Sweepings and go, hey, I'd actually like a pint of vice, please. Their vice is like, if someone said to me, Ian, we'd like you to, desi- to design a vice, tell us what you actually think a vice that you'd like to drink would actually taste like. They've made it. And that to me is like the best vice beer I've ever, ever had. Bar none. And I've actually drank a lot of them over the years. It's something that like I kept moving from be- to and from and drinking loads of different ones because everywhere I went it was like, oh, you can have Heineken or you can have Budweiser. I'm like, yeah, that, that's a fucking choice. Um, and then when I started to be able to put my hands on things like Sierra Nevadas and Anchors beers, I actually really, really love. Um, again, their vice, if you haven't tried it, Go in and try it. It's amazing. Big banana, clovey flavors. It's not heavy. Um, it doesn't have a heaviness to it. And, you know, it's a real drinker's beer. It's a, it, it, I would almost hesitate to go, like, in the summer, I'm looking forward to when I'm able to go into Dublin City and go, I'm going in there when it's, when it's warm, sunny, spring day, and I'm getting one of those. That would be utterly incredible. It's a great, great beer. And it's a, you know, again, real credit for the guys in there. The so the next set of beers I want to talk about, and it's actually one in particular, and it is Mountain Man Brewing, and it is one beer by them that uh, I've now found another go-to beer for myself, and it's their Green Bullet beer. Uh, Green Bullet is a single hop uh, 
pale ale, which is actually American style pale ale, which is made with the green bullet hops, and it is an incredible aroma you stick your nose in again. I love those sort of kiwi hop type flavors that are going on. Like we tend to get like very fruity, mangoey, passion fruit, and all those kind of really good things. A little bit of grassiness going on in there. Very bright sort of um, those type of real uh, Asiatic type fruit things. I really like that. Um, and you know what? I really, really can't recommend that beer enough. If you want a really good summer beer this year. And when I say summer, I don't mean like the two days that we actually get where this this orange thing fucking appears in the sky and, and, and almost is like a flasher playing peekaboo. Um, it is a great beer that I think on a warm summer's day, just cracking one of these open, you know, I think it would just, it, it would suit that so much and so down to the ground. Really great beer. If you've never tried it again, I recommend you put your hands on it. Uh, I was, it's a, it's a beer that I'm, I'm constantly going to be having a look at. Uh, the next set of beers I want to talk about is um, I'm actually going to Galway Bay and, and it's actually one beer in particular in the last quarter that I've tried uh, that I really really liked um, I mean look there's nothing wrong with their beers Foam and Fury is a great beer there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with Buried at Sea there's nothing um, wrong with Full Sail the beer I want to talk about is actually one of their limited runs and it's 200 Fathoms uh, <laughs> it's a fucking amazing beer uh, uh, the fact that this was uh, uh, done in a limited run, I mean, I was fortunate enough to put my hands on, I think, about four or five bottles of this stuff in total. I still have a couple of bottles sitting there. Uh, actually, I don't think I've got too many bottles sitting there. But this was a, a beautiful beer. And you know what was great about this was, I sat there in the evening, and this is the point in the day where your taste buds are just fucking, they're dead. Late in the evening after long day, your taste buds are in shit. They just don't want to do anything. Uh, and they're, you know, they're almost French and, and gone on strike in that respect. And I had one of these, uh, I opened up a bottle of it, and I let it sit there. And I was drinking it over the, co- the bottle over the course of an hour, because, like, it's a big fucking, it's a behemoth of a bottle of a thing, especially when you're a guy like me who's usually used to drinking, like, 330 mil bottles of beer, or, or I've got cans of punk, or cans of, like, uh, Sierra Nevada, or something like that. I've got bottles of Anchor Steam. Uh, the, my usual suspect American beers, or, or foreign beers, but this, over the course of an hour, just kept getting better and better. And this is when my taste buds are in shit. And then I had it again at a point where my taste buds were at their best, which is sort of earlier on in the day, uh, while you're still kind of fresh and everything else. And again, just the flavors of it are utterly incredible. If you're fortunate enough at any stage that you can put your hands on a bottle of this, by all means, I recommend you do so. Or if you can find someone who has a bottle and they're willing to part with it, for the record, I am not one of those who's willing to part with what they have left in their stash. Um... Put your hands on it, try it. I guarantee you, you you won't be disappointed in it. It's a beautiful, beautiful testament for their imperial. Uh, It's it's a magical beer. The next sort of um, brewery I want to get into, and this is actually a really small brewery, and it doesn't seem to come up on an awful lot of people's um, come up on an awful lot of people's radars, and that is um, a smaller brewery which is down in Kerry, and it's the uh, the Kerry Brewing Company. And they actually put out a... They have a pale ale, which I actually really like. I think look, it's... These beers have got nothing frilly, nothing fancy about them. They are, like, just really good, solid examples of those particular styles of beer. Their pale ale is... It's really nice. It's really solid. It's really clean. It's exactly what you want in a pale ale. It's not necessarily, I would say, something in terms of... Uh, 
your your a, a very British type of traditional pale ale, which tends to be like kind of very very heavy, very hoppy, um, while still sort of maintaining it around the four and a half percent. Just in terms of like just being that, that very strong typical example of a pale ale uh, or sort of a, a Britishish pale ale, um, and there. Are, they're stout as well. Again, very, very... It's actually, well, it's not really stout. It's a porter at that point because it's not... It doesn't have that thing going into it. It's a porter. It's very, very good. It's a very strong example of it as well. Again, nothing frilly, nothing fancy, and they do it pretty well. And they actually... I like the fact that they have a very, very simple set of labels and packaging as well. And that is the one thing about sort of these beers I'm talking about so far. Their, their presentation as well is something I actually really, really like. Uh, and it also helps sell it because you you buy with your eyes and there's a certain part of like if you if a if a if a bottle looks cool and I always think like Rogue um, for it was a really good example their bottles tend to look cool and a lot of their beers and their stuff I've actually tried has actually been pretty good but I guarantee you there's one time where I'm going to find a bottle of Rogue stuff that is in a super cool bottle I'll crack it open and be like Jesus Christ that is the most horrible and woeful shit I've ever put in my put in my mouth. Um, and I, that will happen. I mean, that beer is subjective. This is just one of the things that happens with it. But you know what? Their Carrick Dove Porter, really, really, really good beer. And you know, I, just, I can't really say enough about it. And again, if you can put your hands on a bottle of this, do so. I mean, I actually managed to find mine in the um, the county bar off-license of the Spa Hotel in Lucan. That is where I actually managed to find that. In terms of Green Bullet, just as an FYI, I actually found this in a super value in Selbridge, which again isn't too far away from where I live either. Uh, Sam stuff, I'm able to fucking find it everywhere. I was talking, actually, just let me just give a funny story. I don't want to sort of harp on about Sam stuff too long. I don't want to turn this into the Sam Black Appreciation Society podcast. Um, when I was up in O'Brien's yesterday evening, and I went in because they had a whole load of the Keller Vice by Sierra Nevada. My other half has now started drinking beer. She seems to like the Keller Vice and that type of, that style of beer and that type of very flavor profile of the, of the Vice beers. But, um, they also had the Cosibo beers that were in there. Um, and I went in to pick up them and I said, Hey, you don't have, do you have any more of Black's Kinsale Pale Ale? Because I realized I was running low. And do you have any of the, the Black IPA coming in? They're like, as soon as that was in and when you were up last time and clearing them out, when we got more of them in, we couldn't even keep it on the shelf for ourselves to be able to take a couple of bottles of it. Like we were cleaned out of it really quickly. And that was in uh, the O'Brien's in Lucan. And I just asked them about the Black IPA and they're like, uh, we're not sure if, if we're going to have that or not, but we can check with the distributor for it, but the Kinsale Pale Ale, we just cannot keep that in stock. It just flies off the shelf when we have it in. It seems to be really, really popular, so we're trying to get more and more of it in. Um, Again, that's where I actually managed to put my hands on that beer. When I'm talking about um, the 200 Fathoms, that actually was picked up for me from BrewDoc, which was actually... A uh, big shout out to Rachel over there who actually managed to keep some by for me so I could go and get them picked up for me later on today. That was hugely helpful. You have no idea. Thank you, Rachel. Um, so, um, actually, what I'll do is, as I'm talking about these beers, I'm going to state where I got them from so you can go and find them, especially when I talk with Dale G- David Gilfoyle from Bobrisal, um, where, for some reason, I managed to send him on a trek for beers into the, into the, I won't say into the heart of Kildare, but into the Kildare-Dublin border. Dave, I'm really sorry if I like, run your mileage up on that. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to send you hunting for more beers. You, you like beer. You like going hunting for them, too. Um... Another beer that I actually really appreciated and I actually was quite fond of was the Samoy uh, beer by um, White Gypsy, which is their Belgian pale ale. Uh, this was something that I was actually fairly, fairly impressed by. 
here's the thing. There's some people who I talk to about beers, and they're like, ah, uh, you know, the, the ABV in that is, is quite low. And I'm someone who actually, frankly, doesn't give a fuck whether ABV is in low to middle single digits or into double digits. I don't drink beer for its alcohol content. I like beer because I like the flavor profiles. When I'm drinking a beer, I'm also thinking about things like what foods I think I would like this with. And even so far as I'm talking about like uh, my Irish craft beer and food series for videos... I'm also thinking about, hey, how can I use this food in some in some form of cooking? What would actually work particularly well? What other flavors do I think this would marry with food-wise in terms of integrating it into food as opposed to it being in a, just an accompaniment to food? Um, but their Samoy was something that I was actually very, very impressed with. Um, and you know um, the one, and I think I had that at the Irish Craft Beer Festival in CHQ as well. Uh, not being able to find it in places where I've actually been like, oh, I would love to be able to have a pint of that, or uh, you know, this is one of those things where I wish it was on bottle. And you know what? It was just for me, it was just big, badass, clovey flavors with bananas, and you. Know, and I think the way I described this was that it was like taking rum and dark sugar, but coated banana off a barbecue. For those who don't know what I mean, is next time you've got a barbecue going on, get yourself some tin foil, get a banana, take it out of its skin. Put it in the tin foil. Drop some like dark muscovado sugar over the top of it. Get a splash of some really good quality rum. And I'm not talking about your fucking Captain Morgan's. Take that shit and shove it up your ass. Go and get something like uh, 19, which is that vanilla spiced rum. Or get yourself something like a dark rum, like a. And this sounds really bad, but an old Jamaican sea dog. Like I love that rum because it's just bare and it's basic, and you're back to that just really dark that dark sugary uh, type rum. Get some of that. Put it on the banana, scrunch up the tin foil, and then stick it either uh, just in the coals, uh, in the not, or put it opposite the coals as they're cooling down, and leave it in there for a while uh, with the lid on. And I guarantee you, when you get to it, and you do that just as you're about to uh, go and sit down and have your meal. So when you get to the end, you come to dessert. You oh, take it off the thing, and it has an amazing wafty smell. And that first bite and taste that you take out of it, it's the same thing that I was getting with their samoy. Again, a real, real credit to the guys. If you can put your hands on it in a pub, go and have a pint of it. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Uh, so where you're actually going to put your hands on it in Dublin, fuck knows. Uh, I haven't seen it anywhere else since when I've been out and about. But again, really, really solid. Uh, and you know, I can't go talking about beers from the first couple months of the year without actually talking about uh, brew from Meath. And it's the one thing which I, I've actually... And, I was like, is there Rua beer? Uh, again, incredible. Anyone who know who's been following the podcast, you'll know that uh, I actually did an experiment. They were my first... Um, how do I put this without sounding like a total dick face? Um, they were my first victim. Yeah, I like that word. They were my first victim for being used in my Irish craft beer and food video series where I actually took a bottle of Brew Rua and I was like, okay, how many ways can I use Brew Rua beer in a hamburger uh, and the, the 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 results are spectacular if you go up on to 11pm somewhere.com you'll see the video and you'll see exactly what i did it'll blow your fucking mind uh i'm already thinking about other beers i can do other things with and again i'm progressing this video series i'm actually on the second one at the moment and i'm actually doing recipe experimentation first batch of the attempt i'm not really going to say what it is quite yet because uh, I've done something completely off the fucking wall. The first batch of it's gone down well. I've tried uh, getting a couple of people to taste what I've done. The reaction seems to be pretty good. Uh, people who are familiar 
familiar with the beer that I was using for we're like Jesus, that's actually a fairly good representation. I like the fact that you say there's beer in this and we fucking know there's beer in it, but uh, they can get the flavours and get the other complimentary things that I've done with it as well. So I'm really happy with how that's going. But uh, their Rua beer, again, you can find this in most super values now, uh, which is great. If you can get it on draft, it's even better. Uh, I think the best place of I've had it so far, I think it was in the Malt House in Trim County Meath. Uh, I really liked it. Um, Roddy Leonard's place. If you haven't been in there, go in there and check out his uh, his uh, his off license. It's actually next door to it. He's got this little craft beer like cubby hole in the back, uh, which actually used to be part of his family home, uh, where his mother used to have a sewing room in there. Uh, it's a great story. Go talk to Roddy. Go check out his off license and have a pint in his pub. Uh, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Uh, I also want to sort of give a mention to their brewery, which is their Irish pale ale, which is actually like an American style pale ale, more than nothing else. Again, this is just a beautiful, beautiful beer. It's really nice and hoppy, and it's not overly hoppy, which is great. It's not heavy on citrus. There's a tendency with pale ales that they tend to be like very, very heavy on the citrus side of things, and that can be just due to the hops that they're using for aroma and taste at the end, um, where they just tend to amp them up. And, and, and that's great if you like that kind of thing. I kind of like it, but there's times where I'm just like, I'd like it dialed back, and I just want a nice pale ale. That, I can, that I'm quite happy to go and drink. Theirs was actually it for me, and it's a really, really good beer. Again, you can find it in most places that do craft beers. You can find it in Super Valleys all over the place, and there's an awful lot of pubs now where you're starting to actually see it uh, come out and be used in. The next uh, brewery I want to talk about is Trouble Brewing, uh, and there's two beers from there that I'm actually... Uh, I want to mention and the first one is Deception Deception is the new name they gave to their a beer they used to call Ore which is the Irish for gold uh, Oh Fada Ore uh, this is a golden ale uh, which to me is number one when I got a pint of it in the county bar in Lucan uh, when I was up there and I number one I couldn't believe how well it was priced for a pint of it it was insane it was, I think it was something like 2 euro 50 or 2 euro 60 which I thought was an incredible price for a pint of beer and it was it was beautifully poured it tasted fantastic as it sat there and it started coming up to like 5 say 8 10 degrees the usual temperature you want beer to be at Again, just opened up an awful lot. The aromas on it were great. The taste wasn't heavy on the palate. Not overly happy. No offensiveness to it. And again, this is another of those beers that I think I'd be quite happy to have on a really hot summer's day. I think it'd just be one of those beers that would actually come out great. There's a beautiful lightness to it and a delicateness to it while it's not while not being um, sort of weak either. And I think it's a real true. It's a real uh, a real testament to them. The other beer they have again, it's in the same vein. It's not heavy. It's not offensive. It does what it does particularly well they're dark arts porter in the last episode of the podcast i was talking about some of my favorite dark beers right there porters stouts dunkles and all the rest of that good shit they're dark arts porter amazing and i would actually think it's probably one of the few porters i would actually be quite happy to session quote unquote it's not really a term i like actually the more i use it session beers um it implies that i'm going to just drink this beer to get shit faced and i tend not to drink beers to get shit faced i drink beers because i like beers um then look that is what it is but again another beer that you can find in an awful lot of off licenses the places where i find that i'm able to get it most often is uh o'brien's have actually been really good at sourcing that as well devonies have had it uh, i think as well when i was over there um which was quite impressive i like going into devonies here's a tip if you're in the dundrum area and if you have never gone into devonies park your fucking car in the Dundrum shopping centre. Walk your ass out of the shopping centre. 
Go around into Dundrum Town and talk to Ruth Devaney in Devaney's. You will love their selection of beers. And it's a lady who knows a shit ton about beers. Anyone who doesn't know her, you like craft beers, get to know her, strike a conversation with her, she'll blow your fucking mind. Uh, but this lady has forgotten about beers. Uh, I couldn't even equal in what I know about beers. Like That's how that's how knowledgeable she is. She's, and she's really, really nice as well. Uh, actually, all the staff in Devaney's are amazing. Very, very... Uh, they always take a lot of time. And actually, just on that point... I, I sort of there's about five six actually no there's probably about eight off licenses uh, in the vicinity of like where I live where I work that I actually go to for various beers when I'm looking for things because not everyone has got the things that I want and there are some people who've put their hands on weird stuff that I haven't had before that others I haven't seen at and then there's a couple that are distributed around the country who are quite happy uh, quite happily order beers from as well and there's not a single one of these that I've dealt with where I've actually gone away and went, that was a shit experience. I've had an amazing customer experience with all these people, which has been incredible. And like, it's a huge shout out to people like Alec Lindsay and Carrie out in Clondalkin. Again, a great guy. The staff up in the county bars off license in, in Lucan have been amazing. I actually like the guys in O'Brien's in Lucan, uh, in Super Queen, and also down in Monterey Shopping Centre. Again, really good guys. Devonies, like I said, amazing, amazing group of people to go and deal with. Um, and like, there's been, you know, what's funny is there's actually other uh, guys out there who I have gotten beer from, and I've actually ordered it over the internet from. And just my my general interactivity has been great. Like Bradley's off license, I have. Here's the thing: I ordered some beers from Bradley's, and this was because I wanted some of the Bourbon Baby beers by Brewdog. I ordered my beers, and without saying anything to me, the guys down there included a brew dog uh, tulip glass for me. Didn't ask for it, didn't say anything to me. The thing arrives up here, and it was it was very, very well packed. I have to give them that as well. I get the stuff sent, and I open up the box. What's sitting in top? A brew dog glass. And you know why they sent it to me? Because they knew that I like brew dog beer. They had a load of them sitting around. I got in early with my order for when Bourbon Baby went up for sale and they decided to go and throw one in for me. It's not like I bought a shit ton of beers. I think I bought like maybe five or six beers and they threw threw one of those in for me. And I was so, so happy that that actually happened. Like that actually, it was something I really appreciate. Again, I can't think of, and I, even when I think of like, uh, like macro brewers and when I go in and buy beers, like any sort of helper or when I'm asking questions about beers and trying to find out bits and pieces, I, even when you think about those, I can't think of any sort of help or, or, or helpfulness or sort of where people want to do, go that little bit further and even go and recommending other beers to you. Um, so that's the one thing I, I will say with this. If you find an off-license that does craft beer, actually, Roddy Leonard's place also in, in, in Trim. Like, uh, again, there's a dude who on Twitter I sent him a DM going, hey, can you book buy some of those beers for me, especially since Wayne tells me they're walking out the fucking door. Uh, and the guy put them aside for me Mark them as in 11pm somewhere podcast in a box behind the counter for staff waltzed down the next day and went hey I believe there's some beers put by for me ta-da there they were there again this is the difference between guys who care about craft beer when they sell it and guys who don't and this is something that I think myself and James Wyndham talked about recently when we sat down to go and chop it up now the next couple of beers I want to talk about is, and about, there's only about like two or three other Irish beers in the last quarter that I really want to talk about right now, just for this episode of the podcast. There's other ones that I want to try and drink more than before I try and understand what they're like. Um, 
the next one I have to talk about is none other than the O'Hara's double IPA. Now, I've seen sort of some people going, Jesus, this is a little bit too sweet. I'm not sure how this qualifies as a double IPA. I actually really like this, despite the fact that it was, it had that sweet taste. But this is one of those things where I really, really liked it. And I would actually go out of my way to buy this as well. Um, and I really don't have a sweet tooth when it comes to beers. I'm not really fond of like things like, like I'll drink a Lambic if someone says, hey, I bought you a Lambic, can you drink it? I won't turn around and go, no, shove it up your ass. I'll actually go and drink the thing. Um, and I, I'm, like, I'm not a particularly big fan of barley wines either in terms of that big sweet type t- thing going on. If I get or find a really good one, yeah, I'll drink it and I'll, I'll make a note about things that I liked about it, things that I don't like about it. Uh, and just as an FYI, this is something that I, I'm actually going to share with people. When I find a beer that I like and I'm thinking about things about the beer, the qualities of the beer that I like, I actually have a spreadsheet where I mark in the beer, if I can find out what the fucking grains are that are used in the beer in terms of the malts and everything else, I'll make a note of those. If there's particular hops that are used in it, or I can figure out which hops they are in terms of what it's giving back to me, and if the brewer is kind enough to share the deets with me on it, I'll mark that in the spreadsheet as well. And I'll start making notes about little things that I actually like, and because that often trails off into other things about what I'd like to eat, what I'd like to serve with for food if I'm, want to, if I'm thinking about serving beer with food or what I want to how I want to cook with it or a whole heap of other things I'm just one I'm, I turn into like an, an Excel spreadsheet nerd with uh, when it comes to beer um, and I'm actually okay with that because it's something which I think is an awful lot of fun uh, and the second to last beer that I actually really want to talk about here is um, and this actually might surprise some people I'm actually going to talk about Hilden uh, from up in Northern Ireland this is a brewery that you know what I think is terribly underrated uh, when you think about brewing companies that we have in this country there's an awful lot of Galway Bay fanboys out there and you know they've good reason to be fanboys as well you have an awful lot of guys who are fans of 8 Degrees you have an awful lot of O'Hara's fiends me and my buddy Frank uh, you know like they, they at this point they should actually give him a seat in the brewery because of the amount of their beers that he actually consumes. And he drinks more of their beers than anyone else's beers. Uh, like They actually actually send him out as a spokesperson for it. Uh, and Frank, I do mean that. You should be out there as a spokesperson, but you should also not be let out there without a minder with you. Um, bear in mind, I'm your buddy, so I say that with good care. Um, Hilden, yeah, Hilden is a, is a brewery that... I think they do some really interesting beers. And when I say interesting beers, I mean beers that... Um, they, they aren't like overly frilly or they're not like McKellar, they're not Brewdog fucking crazy beers, but I think they're they're beers that definitely stand on their own and they stand out particularly well. Um, I mean, I, when I think is, I tried a couple of their beers at the Irish Craft Beer Festival. Um, or no, it wasn't, it was no, it wasn't the Irish Craft Beer, it was actually Alltech and I think I had one or two at the Irish Craft Beer Festival. And these were beers that I was actually quite happy with. And the one that actually stood out to me was their Twisted Hop, which is an English IPA. Again, you don't tend to see an awful lot of these coming around. There's always American-style pale ales that tend to happen um, in this country. Like, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I like my American-style pale ales, and everyone fucking knows this. But the English IPA was something that I was actually really, really happy about. You know, it, it was something that not only was it, there was a nice hoppiness to it, it was refreshing as well. Um... And you know what, I really, really nice, it was like citrusy and it was bitter and it it just reminded me like when I was, um, 
when I lived in the UK in sort of, I think it was 2005, 2006, I was living in the UK, I was living up north just outside Grimsby, Grim by name, Grim by fucking nature, um, there was a couple of cask um, bitters that we used to come across, and I like I had two jobs, I was working on an oil refinery, um, doing marketing for about a fifth of the UK in terms of fuels and fuel products. And in the evening then I had a job in a local hotel where they had an awful lot of cask ales on, cask bitters and and stuff like that. So I got used to like uh, using pumps to go and pull sparklers and all the rest of that good shit. Um, but they, there, was, there was one particular bitter, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, um, that was done by a brewery that wasn't too far away, just outside Lincolnshire I think. Or maybe it was down further just south of Boston. Either way, it's immaterial. This was a beer that, when I tasted it, it had a beautiful citrus flavour to it. And it was just the right amount of bitterness in there as well. I remember thinking, Jesus, we Irish people don't know shit about beer. Uh, and they think Guinness is the high point of beer. And, and then they scoff it at English and their bitters. If they came over here and they tried this, or tried these beers and realised the variety of tastes of these beers, they'd be blown away by it. And I'm... Uh, I know that uh, Wayne, uh, Irish beer snob, um, he's a big, big f- fan of sort of these cask ales and cask bitters as well. Um, but their twisted hop from Hilden, again, a really, really solid beer. I can't, I can't really recommend enough. If you can put your hands on a bottle of it, you most certainly should. The last uh, company I want to talk about is Eight Degrees, and. I'm going to talk about a beer which came out last year. It was actually part of the Irish Craft Beer Festival in September. It was in their their limited edition beers. And they've actually now put it into a second run. And this is their Amberella. Amberella is an amazing beer. Um, And anyone who's actually been fortunate enough to put their hands on a bottle of it and, and try this, you cannot go far wrong with this. This is an American Amber Red Ale. I like my American Amber Red Ales. In fact, one of my favourites is Stone's Levitation, which I'm an absolute fiend for. And again, Rachel and Brudock hooked me up with some extra bottles of it, so I was super happy about it. Um, this is just a really, really solid beer. If you can get it on top, you know, all the better. It's just incredible. The flavours that come out of this are great. You know, there's, uh, it's got the... Um, the name of the beer actually comes from like a, there's one of the hops is L. It's an it's an Australian hop. It's not re, it's not really used by an awful lot of brewers on this side of the world. Um, it's a great bit of hoppiness in there. There's a great level of bittering in the thing. The color of it is this beautiful dark caramel color. Again, you just can't go far wrong with this. Great great floral aroma off it too, which is even more important. And you know the thing with this beer is the balance of everything. I think is just this is one of those beers where it quite easily, if the balance of this was just fucked up, if it was like too much, too much on the aroma, too much on the bitter, too much on the hoppiness, like either which way, it would be fucking horrible. It would actually probably be almost seem like a clone or knockoff of a another uh, amber ale. The balance of it is just spectacular, and the second batch of it, you know, wow, even better than the first. And again, if you can put your hands on, I got mine in. Uh, Alec Lindsay, who's over in Cario in Clondalkin, has been really good in hooking me up with my umbrella. And I think uh, Rodney and um, 
Malthouse has been hooking up Wayne with his battery. But again, you can put your hands on it. 57, the headline, I think quite recently have had it in there um, on their draft, if I remember. Bull and Castle have actually also have it as well. Again, if you've never actually been into Bull and Castle for food and beer, dudes, dudettes, you're missing out. Get your ass in there. You'll really dig stuff. But 57, the headline, I know for sure have had it in there as well. And Dublin, again, if you've never been in 57, the headline, you so should. Beer House, I think... Um, on the north side of Dublin I think they have it in as well I could be wrong um, but again go and check it out you'll really really dig it you know what I'd actually love to hear from other people and their experiences in the last three months of sort of um, Irish craft beers that they've discovered which ones they've liked why they've liked them and how they'd recommend them hit me up on Twitter at 11pm somewhere or send an email to show at 11pm somewhere.com and I'll read it out on the next podcast and I'll share that out that's one thing I actually really want to start getting into is I'd love to start getting emails in from people who listen to the show so I can actually go and read them out on the next podcast and share people's experiences and insights on beers Um, one correction that I do need to make and it was from the last podcast was, and the guys from Bjor pinged me on it. You know, these guys are almost like the uh, the uh, beer honesty police. That's right, I fucking said it. You're the beer honesty police. Um, they, I had said that 200 Fathoms was the Bjor beer of the year. <clears throat> no, I was wrong. It was actually a Foam and Fury by Galway Bay, which was their beer of the year. And just as a coincidence as well. Amberella was actually, I think, their uh, number three, their third choice beer of the year um, by the Bjor member voting as well. So, again, that's another good reason to go and have some Amberella. So, again, hit me up on the Twitter. Let me know. I'd love to share the deets with other people on the next episode of the podcast. uh, And then we can get into that. And that sounds like last orders for the show. Thanks once again for joining us here on the 11pm Somewhere podcast. Remember, each week we've got new episodes of the show available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So hey, why not head over and drop us a review and a rating because it helps the show climb the ladder to podcast charts and dominate things. And remember, you can always hit the show up on the Twitter machines at 11pm Somewhere. So until next time, I've been me, you've been you. And shit, I gotta go before they kick me out. Cheers to you.